0: This week on the podcast, we're joined by our good friend Renditions, who helps us relive the horrors of Dead Space. The U.S. government is calling for changes in App Store practices, and stick around until the end of the show for deals of the week, all that and more in this week's episode of the podcast. Roll in the intro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all
0: right, Danny, how you doing?
1: I uh, I'm doing okay the internet is uh kind of poo, and I am very much struggling with it still
0: catching these hands
1: I sh- yeah I should also mention that I am I like relocated mm-hmm. so like I'm not at my usual place and I am very much struggling with that
0: <laughs> oh it's fine everything's fine it's fine all right. Uh, am I like full full on leading this episode or what? let's go. Kat, I think so. Do it.
1: I, <laughs> I think just by the simple fact that I can't seem to get more than a couple sentences
2: through you without know, the
0: Honestly, I think it was just the intro itself like was like cursed cuz like you talking now is just fine.
2: Yeah, I think it's impressive that anytime anything of actual substance that you have to say, then it starts breaking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they don't want me they, they, they want to censor me. They want to stop me <laughs> from saying what's really down, important. Dude. Exactly.
0: My Better always.
1: <laughs>
0: it's all conspiracy, man. It's all conspiracy. So yeah, uh, this week on the podcast, we were joined by the beautiful and wonderful renditions. Welcome back in. Oh, hey. Tell us about yourself. Me. For what's anyone up, who doesn't know about you,
2: Oh tell yeah. Us about yeah, I play games. I'm I'm a nerd. Um, I also achievement hunt. Uh, I play a lot of games on like hardest difficulties and stuff. Um, yeah, I I do all sorts of things. How's it going, guys? How you guys doing? That's it's cute. been forever. It's
0: been a, it's been a minute, yeah. Yeah, and then it's the course... last time we
2: had you on, Ran. <laughs> That's a great question. It's been at least a year, I think.
0: It has been over a year. It was the uh, it was our um anniversary. One of our anniversary streams from. 2020 yeah yeah i I think think so so. that sounds right maybe 2021 it's been it's been a hot minute but of course we are also joined by the beautiful bearded beauty that is mendachi mendachi how you doing hi
3: yeah it's me i'm i'm here with my security cage and, I was uh,
2: just about to ask if you have a uh, Nicolas Cage pillow.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. And we're going to talk about scary things, and I don't want him to see that. So I'm just going to go ahead and hide his eyes. <laughs> that's, and that's, that's what I have for you this week. Thank you for the introduction, Green.
0: Advert your gaze. Uh, nope, that's and then, very
2: respectable.
0: Coming in remotely from a, uh, a new and an interesting place, Danny how you doing baby boy how's the internet holding up
1: uh so far it's okay we'll see. we'll see as we as we go along here it's really seems like anytime i have anything real to say they're gonna shut me down oh yeah Damn. so <laughs> like uh like maybe subscribe to youtube so that like you guys can get us in all of
2: our glory all Right? they, they, they <laughs> don't want long... glory they... i just want you to subscribe <laughs> You literally tried to say subscribe, and it cut you off right there. It was like, nah, I don't think so. Uh, it's, it's Fancy word, think, not allowed.
3: I think that legally speaking, we should just say, like, yeah. disregard anything that you may have heard Danny say. Uh, it did seem fairly, uh, like, promiscuous,
0: question mark? I don't know what he wants you to do to us, but he does want you to do something to us. Danny K, yeah. racist confirmed. Question mark?
2: <laughs> Wow. Do not start what? that rumor. We will, we will never up 11, like right out the gate, dude. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for watching and listening to the show. Be sure to stick around until the end of the show to hear about some awesome deals we found for you this week. Uh, and, of course, if you miss any of the of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. Of course, you can join us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the like the the gist of the housekeeping. Mandachi, um, Ren, I hear you guys have some uh, some space to talk about Dead Space, huh?
1: Yo, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm
0: Danny. Yeah. I'm Danny yeah. that today. <laughs> Danny
3: Daddy puns.
2: K. Yo. Uh. Anyway, so about Dead Space, right? That's a game that we played. Yeah. No, it's yeah. actually been super good. Um. I've I've already beat it I'm currently so I'm trying to get all the achievements in it which means I had to beat the game like three or four times it's gonna be forever Um, but overall it's been fun it's been a great time Um, it's it's I'm trying to think of the best way to put it it's a very faithful um, remake whereas you have like other remakes say something like um, RE3 for example, RE3 Remake is, like, somewhat faithful, but definitely, like, goes on to its own little, like, area, right? Um, the Dead Space Remake is very similar to the original Dead Space, um, which is great, which is great, because, honestly, the deads, the original Dead Space has aged considerably well, given the fact that it's been out for, what, like, 15 years? Something like that? 14, 15 years? Uh, yeah, the, the only things that I really cared about that needed to be worked on were all things that they really like put a focus on the atmosphere is incredible it's surprisingly good the audio quality and design of it is superb and um a lot of the most frustrating points of the game you, for the most part got overhauled to at least be reasonable to play through right so for looking example... at you
3: chapter four obliteration <laughs>
2: yeah. imminent yeah exactly God. right there, there are certain chapters, especially the one that involves uh, the turret section from the OG Dead Space that a lot of people despise. There's an entire turret section that you have to, like, try to break uh, asteroids. If you mess up, it's, it's just a bad time. It's not even a fun time. It really, like, breaks off from the gameplay in a completely different way that you don't really want the OG Dead Space. They decided to completely overhaul that entire section. So that way you now actually go outside of the ship and you're actually, like, actively trying to program these turrets to actually shoot them down instead. It's essentially still the same sort of thing, but way, way more efficient and just, it's just more fun. It's way more interactive. I think that's the biggest thing to say about it. Um, That was probably the worst segment that I remember being in Dead Space 1. Uh, But yeah, a lot of things for the most part just got a really good, like, touch up. I think the only thing, at least to me, that I think was kind of lacking... Um, which I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing The boss fights in Remake Are kind of basic I, I feel like they're pretty easy to do Just in general And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing But I definitely think they probably could have like Upped the ante a little bit more When it came to the boss fights Overall, I They loved were it, like gimmicky Like
3: yeah, yeah, yeah Use your kinesis, grab the flame You know like the, the explosive barrel Throw it in It blows up. Grab the thing that's about to get shot at you. Throw it away. All right. Repeat
2: until it oozes and dies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know. I it might just be me because i play like a lot of like difficult games inherently so i'm probably just super biased on it but it was just it felt very easy to like read and understand what the boss fight was gonna be like not that far into it so it was like for example you run into the boss fight that you're talking about which Mm -hmm. is um the one like food storage or whatever it happens pretty like in the middle stages of the game um it only has, like, two different attacks, realistically speaking. It only does, like, two different things. The initial moment that you see, it's really cool. And I actually, like, really praise that about it. The The entire set piece of the moment is really interesting. It's just the boss fight itself doesn't really hold up to kind of the atmosphere that the rest of the game brings in. Absolutely. Right? I, I, I think that's a big thing, at least for me. I know yeah. I'm hard carrying this, though. So, so yeah, I, I'd love to hear what you, like, <laughs> want to talk about man i'm curious yeah no problem um yeah i mean like is it's
3: kind of going back to what you had said about resident evil 3 as far as remakes go mm-hmm. the resident evil remakes have been you know a huge splash the past couple of years for and sure. uh, i i just recently uh i think it was about a week or two ago i went through and played through resident evil 2 remake and re3 uh remake back to back just mm-hmm. on a whim waiting for dead space remake <laughs> and right um it it kind of hit me like Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 2, very much so. Survival horror games. Resident Evil 3, a little bit more action-y because you have a lot more stuff to use. But RE3 is 100% an action game. Like Resident Evil 3 Remake is an action game, dude. You have a dodge mechanic. You have, like, enough ammo that you can run around with a shotgun if you really want to and just blow brains everywhere. Um, Dead Space, to me, was, like... You can play it a lot of different ways. Uh, Namely, like if you go one gun and you just use a plasma cutter, you max that boy out, you throw everything else to the wayside and you'll never be wanting for ammo because the game is very intuitive as to what it likes to give you. Otherwise, sometimes you'll get like contact beam ammo, which is great because it's worth a lot of money. Um, But like, (laughs) you know, uh, playing it like that, It's kind of funny, you'd think that you would be at a disadvantage only carrying one gun, but the plasma cutter is such a phenomenal gun. And it already uh, at base just kind of outshined every gun in that original game. In the remake, however, I'm hard pressed to like keep four guns on me. Um, And the fact that they took out the node doors, always having to keep a power node on you in order to get into like a secret storage room taking mm-hmm. that out completely so that you could focus on upgrading your guns, your suit or what have you was such a cool idea on top of also adding in gun parts, uh, things like actuators or um, uh, I guess it'd be like choke for uh, the pulse rifle is like one of the things, first things mm-hmm. that you can get. And yeah. ultimately you can make those guns that felt like trash in the original great guns in the remake giving you actual reason to use anything like aside from the plasma cutter which is still a phenomenal weapon in that it improves on several mechanics of the original while also delivering that whole original so to me personally it really does feel like resident evil one remake's answer to any of the problems or like just a low audience numbers of the original Resident Evil or Resident Evil director's cut. It Mm -hmm. feels that intuitive.
2: Yeah. I honestly think you actually make a really good point about the weapon system, though. Um, I, I completely glossed over this. But in the original Dead Space, um, whenever you try to get a weapon, you can't find the weapon. You have to actively go to a store and you have to spend money to purchase it, which inherently just kind of makes it a barrier, right? You're playing a survival horror game. Money's really important. Having the ability to heal or having ammo is a huge thing and sometimes just chalking up the money for a gun that you haven't even gotten the chance to use feels like a really bad thing to do. Like, it feels inherently like a bad decision. Like, chalking up, say, like, 20k credits when you said you could buy, like, four med kits, and then you get the weapon and it's not even leveled up or upgraded, right? It inherently feels like you're just wasting money. It doesn't feel like a good situation. And honestly, the remake does a really good job of it. Instead of ever buying the weapons, all of the weapons that are in the game you actively find around the map. They They are never a thing that you have to buy. There are occasionally upgrades that you can buy, but an overwhelming majority amount of the upgrades are not purchasable. You find them around the map as well, right? And in a lot of situations, when you find these weapons, it puts you in an environment where you're inclined to use it, right? So say, for example, you get the flamethrower. The Like, the first enemy that you run into after you get the flamethrower is a bunch of tiny enemies. A, a bunch of tiny enemies that would make no sense to use, like, accuracy for Right. So obviously you're going to to use the flamethrower for it. And then from that, you get to decide, okay, is the weapon good or not? Do I want to use it or do I just want to like put it away? And you have that option from there. I I actually really, really appreciate that about the remake, because I I agree when I played uh, Dead Space One, I think the only weapons I ever used was the plasma cutter because it gives it to you Mm -hmm. and the line gun. And that was basically it. Like, I didn't really use anything else because why would I want to spend the money for a weapon I don't think is going to even work? Like, I don't know if it's going to work the way I want it to. Uh, Say I get, like, the which is essentially a chainsaw right i get the chainsaw and then i realize this isn't doing enough damage for me because i've already leveled up my other weapons enough like there's no point there and to be honest that issue kind of still stands with the remake but that's kind of an inherent thing when you have like certain weapons in certain areas right say you have um the force gun in like chapter seven right? You're already gonna have a few guns before that point, and you're probably gonna be like, I don't think it's really worth using this weapon. I've already put so many, like, upgrades in my other weapons. Should I use this right now? I I feel like that's probably, like, the one weakness in terms of the weapon system right now. But honestly, that's not even, like, a weakness for the weapon system. That's just kind of how it works in a game like that, right? I think that's not that big of a deal, but it's something to note. Overall, though, I... Yeah, overall, though, I really like the weapons. And the one thing I actually didn't even interact with, but I think it's worth mentioning, in the uh, original, all the weapons pretty much have one damage type, right? They they all kind of just do one thing each, right? So uh, the chainsaw just chops things up. No big deal. The force gun just blasts people away, right? But in the remake, all of the weapons have an alternate fire mode, which can do all sorts of different things, right? So... The pulse rifle, which in the original used to be notoriously bad, it was just something people didn't use. Now it's proximity it was mine. Weak. Yeah, yeah, you, you do now have a proximity mine as an option, right? I didn't actually use it, but I kind of wish I did. I, I wish that I interacted with that system a little bit more because I think it would have been pretty interesting. To do you know? Have do you tactical remember options what there. it did? Do you remember what it did in the original? I don't know. I I feel it like turned into a it.
3: bullet bullet sprinkler you stand <laughs> below it and it spreads out like a flower and spins and shoots bullets in all directions but the, it doesn't do enough stagger damage right. uh, and it doesn't do enough damage at all in general to actually mm-hmm. stop enemies from just coming over to you and mauling you surrounding you and absolutely destroying you the like you know you had the the line gun head um the super awesome like, uh, basically like proximity mines like like little right. balls that would attach and like that was good because it would literally obliterate things mm-hmm. contact beam had like big explosion um, and then force gun was just like uh, the you like pointed at the ground it just does like the shock wave you know like they were right. basic but yeah. like this what you were
2: getting at is like the, the guns feel unique now yeah yeah, they, they feel unique, and you feel like you have tactical options available if you want them. You don't need them. Like, I went through the entire game without even acknowledging the existence of the proximity of mine. But if I was, like, maybe a more defensive player, right, setting up mines is a really cool, like, method of protecting yourself from that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a cool way of feeling smart as a player to be like, yeah, I set up a method that I can deal with this problem uh, safely, right? I, I think that's great. I think that's really honestly just really good. I, I really wish I gave that system more of a chance. I really didn't interact with it pretty much ever. And I feel mm-hmm. like I kind of missed out on doing it. So I, I, I wish I did. Yeah. Yeah. There's,
3: um, there's like, when we were talking about how the game does like end up giving you the guns, like, you know, in this, Versus Ooh. the other one, I believe you picked up schematics for everything yes. other than the pulse rifle. And then you would put it in the store and then you would have the option to purchase them. Yeah. And most of the time, you're just kind of like, I mean, I could buy this, but I don't know exactly how this is going to look uh, or how fast it's going to be able to um, get to a level in which it'll be helpful at this juncture in the game. There's Ooh. a lot of different enemy types And enemies that do get progressively more difficult as the story goes on, as you would want in any general story, you know, to actually kind of feel like you're seeing some diversity in your uh, mobs. And when you're talking about, like, yeah, uh, this force gun, super cool. Thanks for giving it to me. But, like, I've already put all of my eggs in these, like, other, by that time, I think five or six. Yeah six baskets you know beforehand so how good is this thing off the bat it's it's definitely something that i think is more an issue of just like how linear games were back in 2000 you know the aughts like the late aughts most games were like here's a corridor i really feel like this remake has done a lot of good to kind Mm. of reshape or at least kind of reconfigure uh, the idea of like a corridor we've got the new mechanic in which you can just activate your zero grab suit and just maneuver mm-hmm. around zero gravity like areas which was just insane to me rather than like the weird topsy-turvy <laughs> like you know the jumps the zero g jumps and you would just fly around like right. a frog yeah. um like, that was insane. Uh, they, the redoing of, like, so many different rooms, adding, like, little puzzles here and there, like, maybe you have to look through a busted window, move a box, mm-hmm. shoot something that was hidden. You know, like, these little things are very intuitive, you know, regardless of their simplicity, and they remix the entire experience. Uh, and, and something that you and I were talking about that I really want to get into uh, before we carry on too long was how well they uh kind of resurrected, if you will, the the actual like ambient nature of being on the Ishimura. It's terrifying, man. Yeah. I was sweating like the first time (laughs) that like I sat down and played through the first four chapters. I was like, my heart's going crazy. I know that you on stream it literally had like the heart rate monitor.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Woo Yeah, at times it was hitting like a hundred, like multiple Mm -hmm. times. And it was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I I honestly, I think the quote from like, uh, I want to say like movie development, I think is actually a really good point here. Um, But in movie development, like there's a, there's, a semi-common point that people make of like, if you could take a screenshot from a movie and that like looks great, you probably have a really good movie. And that's honestly the way it works in Dead Space. You can go to any room in Dead Space and every room is terrifying. Every Mm -hmm. single room is a nightmare. You go from one room and like, it might even look okay, but even the acknowledgement of like, yeah, this room looks fine considering the entire place is a nightmare landscape. That in itself actually is like, in its own little bit of horror, right? But you'll go from there into another room that is just painted red with blood. And it's like Yeah. All right, that's cool. Yeah, no, love this. Um I think a really good example. There's there's honestly so many good examples about the atmosphere. But I think one really good example of it actually ties in with a puzzle element. So, in the remake, they added a couple new puzzles that are Um, essentially tied to fuses that operate doors, right? So you have the option when you're trying to like open a door, there's the option to take power away from something to add power to something else, right? So an example of this is you can take away, um, the oxygen from a room and it makes the game a little bit harder to power the door, or you can take away the lighting. You can completely shut off all the lights in the area and then break the door that way. And it turns the rest of the area, like just pitch black. I think that's a really cool mechanic, and if I'm going to be completely honest, I wish it was, like, really dived in more. It's done a Mm -hmm. few times, but it kind of gets left back a little bit later into the game. I really wish that was, like, dived in much more, because I thought that was an awesome, like, method of giving the player choice to something that doesn't even initially seem scary. The example I was going to give was, at some point, you end up in a, um, like, a greenhouse, right? And mm-hmm. there's it, the sound is like nice. It's like birds chirping. It's not that big of a deal. And then you find um you find a panel that opens doors, and one of the light one of the uh, fuses is active for um ambience in the room. And so you're like, oh yeah, sure. I'll turn off the ambience. I'll set up the other door. You turn off the ambience, and the room just goes silent, absolutely mm-hmm. silent. And that doesn't seem that scary, but just pure nothingness in a room. That like that is like I want it back on. I I I'll take I'll take just one half like only one door power. I'll, I'll do it. That's fine with me. I'm leaving the sounds on. I want I want the mild calmness of some birds chirping. Please, the mm-hmm. love of God. <laughs> I, it surprised me how like something not even that scary. Like if if you look at it in like its own little element, that's not that scary, right? But if you compare it to everything else, it's horrifying. the The idea that there's just nothing. There's absolutely nothing. And then the realization that, oh yeah, I'm in space. There's no, there's nothing here. There's it's zero. There's nothing here. Um, I really liked that. And the other thing that I actually didn't even know that was in the game until recently, I beat the game and I was looking into it a little bit more. There's an AI director that's actually playing in the background. That's kind of like analyzing what you're doing. And, um, doing certain things accordingly right so if you're just breezing through the game it's gonna naturally make it harder and this isn't something new right left for dead had this right this isn't something super new but another element of it is um fear it it actually like kind of evaluates fear and if you've been going through rooms that like don't seem that scary you start to run into a much more intense rooms right for example I was clearing through the game I was doing fine I was like oh yeah I need to go backtrack get a thing I went to the beginning of the game where you get the plasma cutter the room was filled with smoke and all I heard was like demons and I was like I don't want to be here anymore <laughs> I, I used to feel safe here and now this is the worst thing ever I want to go somewhere else anywhere else please
3: yeah can um, you uh have you caught the heart rate like that like the actual like heartbeat sound yes that yeah. starts up when like things start getting really fucked up for him. Like you'll go <laughs> yeah. into a bathroom, and it'll like start out, and then like you'll look at a toilet and it's just sprawled in like marker language, and there's blood everywhere, and like maybe you pick up an audio log, and they're, you know, it's just like <laughs> yeah. they're trying to restrain someone who's like literally pulling their teeth out with like pliers. And you yeah. go around the corner and you're like looking through lockers, and it's getting louder, and all of a sudden like all the showers turn on at once for no reason, and uh-huh. Isaac's just sitting there like. <laughs> You're like, yeah, dude, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah." I I think one of my more favorite (laughs) moments of realization was um there was uh there's two different moments. There's a moment where you go into a room, it's pitch black darkness um and like it's a little bloody but you don't think that much about it and then you see like an area covered with boxes and you're like okay yeah i'm gonna move the boxes maybe there's something back there and there's an audio log back there and the audio log is talking about how they were shoving somebody into one of these store things where you normally put on your armor they were shoving the person into it um to murder them and the reason why the room is coated red is because the guy literally got crushed to death into basically just a paste that's now covered the room and you're just like oh i use that constantly (laughs) that is that is my safest place i feel is when i'm in that room that's a good feeling that's great (laughs) And then uh, one other moment where I thought it was funny. I was making fun of the situation at first um, where like the guy had no arms or he had one arm and no legs. And I was like, what the fuck was this guy doing? I find an audio log and the audio log is talking about how he actively chopped off his arms and legs to like not kill his family. And it's like. oh Oh. well thanks for ruining that moment of me making fun of you
3: (laughs) yeah yeah like one of one of the most heroic people in all of dead space lore that guy right there no legs larry like (laughs) that was uh i I think my my final point that i have on it other than like obviously like there's there's really great things there's Mm -hmm. one other great thing i want to bring up um before like getting into the kind of technical uh aspect here but the other great thing is that I was a little apprehensive about going back and immediately on the remake, being able to have like Isaac walking around at moments, like taking off his helmet. He's having direct conversations with people, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But actually it, it did so much to paint
2: the character. It was a very welcome addition. Yeah.
3: Oh my God. Yeah. Like obviously like he talks plenty and we see his face plenty in dead space Two, And even the not worthy of being talked about dead space (laughs) three, but like to actually have this, it kind of got me thinking like there are tons of people that never played dead space from 2008. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they get this as like their first entry in, they get like a recognizable protagonist who like talks has opinions Uh, and you know like actually responds when you're you know shooting stuff kind of like they did in uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3 where like if you're shooting down a Necromorph he'll be be like son of a bitch fuck shit and like just like trying to like cut off their limbs or like you know like die already and it's like that's pretty cool I like that because it makes you feel like home dog is actually there and you're not just Mm -hmm. like piloting like a faceless protag you know through a horror landscape which is which is pretty neat
0: Yeah, Yeah, still a no for me, dog. Still a no for me. (laughs) (laughs) Twenty years later, or so, like when when was the first Dead Space? Like it's fifteen years ago. Yeah, it was a no for me then. It's a no for me now. Yeah.
2: Initially, I was actually pretty skeptical on it. I I've grown to like the like no talking Isaac quite a bit. Like I, I guess just out of um. Not, like, bias. I guess it is a bit of bias. But just from, like, memories. I I remember really enjoying him as a character, even if he didn't talk. And I remember being like, "Uh, this is fine. Like, I don't think it's necessary. And the more I got into the game, the more I was like, actually, you know what? I kind of take it back. Like, I I realize that maybe i was wrong on this i i initially was like i don't think it matters if he talks but then after he started like discussing things and like actually sounding like a human i guess that was probably the biggest thing i was concerned about was him not sounding like an actual person and maybe just sounding like a, oh i gotta go do this thing right i guess that's what i was concerned about but no everything he talks sure you
3: gotta fix these trains yeah it's like where the fuck is nicole at where the fuck are you guys at this sucks (laughs) fuck and it's just like yeah that's what a person would probably sound like in this situation
2: yeah it sounded way more natural than i thought it was going to and Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm really grateful for that um i think it's a great entry if somebody has not played uh any of the dead space and they want to get into it like i would i would absolutely recommend this over the original at least me personally i like Mm -hmm. the original don't get me wrong but i i really do think the lighting and the atmosphere just absolutely like make this one for sure. It reminds me a lot of RE2 remake. RE2 remake was one of my favorite games ever. Um and it's it's really up there in terms of survival horror for me. It's it's way up there. At least remake is for sure. And the original is really good, don't get me wrong, but the lighting like you see everything.
1: Like it, it yeah. might
2: be scary, but like you know what's around you. Like it's not that spooky. But the second that you end up in true pitch black darkness and you can't see a thing, that's when it's like, oh god, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is what I signed up for. Vulnerability, right there. Yeah,
3: doesn't yeah. matter how much you have as far as uh, health goes, or how much, how many like bullets you've been stockpiling, you still feel vulnerable, mm-hmm. and that right there is the uh, like a a king mark as far as survival horror for me goes and then uh just like constantly being worried like when's the next time that i find a room that i can catch my fucking breath and (laughs) dead space does so well to keep that stress at an enjoyable level and teetering over the edge yeah um but yeah did you have anything in closing before we move to like technical aspect here
2: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, just like the one closing thing i guess i'd have to say is a lot of a lot of horror games give you a lot of time between spooks right that, that, that's a very common yeah. thing and the reason behind that is to essentially build a, an amount of anxiety in you um The remake does a really interesting thing where it doesn't give a fuck about that. It won't like space out things in between. You can go from a scare and be like, okay, well, there's surely not going to be a scare like three steps away. And then you run into another scare and you're like, I don't feel comfortable. (laughs) I I don't feel comfortable. I I thought it was a really unique uh, take on it. When every other game like you play any horror game nowadays and like there's at least going to be 30 seconds of like you being fine after a scare. There will at least be that. But in Dead Space, that's not the case. It can be literally like two steps away that there's another thing. And, and then 20 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's almost random. It feels just like you don't know. You really don't know. But yeah, overall, it's really good. I recommend it. At least if you can't afford it. And I think that's fair. It's on EA Pass. That That's what I played it on. I played it on the EA Pro Pass. And for 15 bucks, that's not bad, dude. That's totally reasonable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, I would definitely uh,
3: recommend that.
0: Yeah, it's looking like it's on uh, at least on Steam for 59.99. Um mm-hmm. and then the, it was the official release date was uh, January 27th uh, of this yeah. year um uh, for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S and X and also PC. Um minimum specs are interesting to say the least. I mean, mm-hmm. uh it requires Windows 10 64-bit. Um, A Ryzen 5 2600X or a Core i5-8600 requires 16 gigs of RAM, Uh, AMD RX 5700 or GTX 1070 um, with DirectX version 12, um, and it requires 50 gigs of available storage space. However, there is a note in Steam that says that uh, it should be a 50 gig uh, SATA SSD at least. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah big a big uh you know uh, asterisk there make sure that you're running it on an ssd or an NVMe, um which is interesting because that's like the first time i've seen um a triple like a game this size like minimum specs requiring like uh 20 like a 2600 uh Mm -hmm. ryzen so yeah that's
2: It's interesting. It's definitely beautiful. Like you might not see a lot, but the quality is definitely there in terms of like detail. I I think it's really well detailed and I'm honestly not that surprised that the, uh, the specs are where they're at, if I'm going to be honest. And I'm kind of surprised that more games don't, Um, encourage the use of s or ssds it it kind of blows me away especially when it comes to dead space because dead space doesn't have load times there's no loading screens really between any points the closest load screen that you're gonna get is traveling from one place to another on a tram but actually the game's still playing during that time it's not Mm -hmm. like it's similar to maybe like god of war's um tree where you kind of just sit in a room and you just do whatever for a little bit But the game is still, like, actively playing during that time. It's not like you're realistically just sitting there waiting for an area to load. Things are still happening. Horror horror is still occurring during that time. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess, at least nowadays, I feel like an SSD is just where you should be at. Maybe that's that's just me.
0: That's the first time I've seen SSD on minimum uh, required specs. Mm -hmm. Versus, like, uh, I mean, you'll see it a lot with, like, the recommended... Like, sure. for this game, this game's recommending a Ryzen 5 5600 um, or higher, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, for the additional, like, a memory, it says, like, best on, like, a PCIe-compatible SSD, like an NVMe. Yeah. Um, So, like, you'll see that a lot. Just, like, for the minimum being, like, mm-hmm. you know, SSD it. uh, that's, yeah. that's definitely saying something.
3: Yeah, two notes is that... Uh... Yeah, On the Xbox Series S, it was actually like there was a lot of complaints. A lot of people were not having a great time. Uh, There's a lot of performance drops um, and uh, there has been a patch since which a lot of people are saying that like it's better. But the PS5 apparently on performance mode got hit the hardest where some things were just exceptionally jagged and messed up. Um, if you are playing on a hard drive you're fine the game will tell you uh like with a warning screen when you load in it's like hey just so you know this game was created uh, with the use of an ssd in mind so mm-hmm. you might see some junk now personally i'm playing on an hd so like there were a couple things i was telling ren before the show yeah like i had one room that needed to like load in i at one point opened up a set of doors the hallway was like cluttered with stuff uh which like all of a sudden kind of like dropped but i mean that's not you know too crazy and then all of a sudden two necromorphs were also like we're gonna eat your face (laughs) but like There's been nothing that has stopped me from playing the game. Like, there's been nothing that has crashed. My game has Mm -hmm. not crashed. I have not um, gotten in sticky situations because of performance. I have not had anything that has uh, degraded my actual experience. There's just been things that, like, I have seen, you know, every other AAA game, Uh, or quadruple A game, you know, like the past 10 years, there's nothing to, you know, really um, be like super upset about. Obviously, issues on systems did sound like they were pretty bad. I personally, on a PC, uh, Mm. roundabouts, the minimum spec, a little bit above it, um, didn't
0: encounter anything super crazy. All right. <clears throat> um danny do you have anything before we move on
1: no these guys answered all of my questions all right. <laughs> nailed it
0: yeah all right so are, are we uh free to move on then i, I would assume sure yeah Any okay. absolutely anything else off the top of your head I'm under the space all right. All right. Cool. <laughs> cool still not gonna buy it <laughs> uh, So yeah, uh, calls from the feds to change App Store practices. (laughs) Danny, you want to you want to try to get this out or no? Nope.
1: Oh (laughs) nope. No. (laughs) Never mind. But here, so no, no, no. Go for it, (laughs) Danny. No.
0: So there's there's now been calls from the uh, uh, from the U.S. government for Google and Apple to change their App Store policies. Uh, Our source on this is uh, James bachelor B- bachelor Batch- yep. bachelor uh, bachelor over a game industry biz. Uh, so go check out that article if you want more information, but here it goes uh, back in 2021, uh, Biden put out an executive order to investigate the com- competitive practices of the app, Apple app store and Android app store. Uh, the department of Commerce's national telecommunication and information sector has been released or has released their findings from this investigation. What they find may or may not be surprising if you were, uh, you've were you been following the market for a while. Um, so first, the published report states that the current policies for iOS and Android app stores not only harm developers, but also hurts consumers. How? By inflating prices and reducing innovation, in quotes. Uh, shocking. You know, crazy. <laughs> <Wow>. Wild. <laughs> wow. uh, the 50-page report references... Uh, arguments that Epic made in their antitrust case against Apple and Google, and also alludes to the to the issues that other guys like Microsoft has had trying to bring their services to mobile devices. In the report, the government agency laid out a few recommendations, um, and that includes increasing the the, re- the resources for U.S. antitrust agencies like the DOJ and FTC. Allow users to set third-party apps and marketplaces to defaults, preventing platform holders from using confidential business data to support their own competing apps, barring platform holders from requiring all developers to use their platform and in-app payment system, and greater transparency around the app review process on each platform. Sounds like some okay...
2: Yeah, ideas, so essentially, right? this is just a play against uh, the monopolization of like the Apple App Store, right? And the in the Android yeah. App Store. That's the, essentially the idea.
0: Yeah, the walled garden. Opening that up. Yeah.
2: There.
0: Um. So that's just a few of them. Um. There were more. There were more. But if you were interested in learning more, I recommend reading the report for yourself because it does seem like there this impacts consumers much more than previously realized. Uh. Any opinions, Danny? What do you What do you think? Think you can get it out?
1: Jack, can I? Can you hear me at push. All? Yeah, we can all? Push. Yeah, push, baby. Push. Okay. Uh, yeah, I. Think now, <laughs> where intervention is going to be required, Google and Apple have been way too slow to make changes. It's just not going to happen. It, check. Check. Yeah, you guys you're are good. Loud you're, good. Yeah. Shit. you're good. You're good. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, I just think that it's been, they've dragging their feet on it and we're gonna need an invention at a certain point and i hate to say it but if they hadn't dragged their feet on it and hadn't seen the writing on the wall they wouldn't be struggling
0: yeah i, I can mm-hmm. agree with that as well uh Mindachi, you got anything for this you Got any ideas? yeah uh
3: yeah uh uh the shit doo-doo this this is this suck big ball um they just like we've been hearing stories about this kind of thing for like a long time the fact that they did drag their feet is like again why we're why we're here but yeah uh the fact that uh we started off with like hearing uh tiny mobile game game studios being like you guys are the only place that we can do this and you take too much money and they're like shut up and do it or don't we don't (laughs) care and they're just like oh and every every judge was like i mean yeah do it or don't I guess it's like well that's how a monopoly works. Like, yeah, exactly. Right? If that if that's what you want, like that's how you get a monopoly. And mm-hmm. you know, here we are. I call the thimble.
2: Yeah. So so forgive me if I'm misunderstanding this. This is this is essentially a play against um having exclusively just like an Apple App Store and an Android App Store, right? I am I am understanding this correctly. That's at least the. Yes. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. that's my understanding on it. I mean, the, the concept seems fine, but I definitely agree, right? I mean, this was said in like 2021. It's it's already been 2 years and nothing's really happened and this has been going on mm-hmm. for a while. This isn't anything necessarily new. Don't get me wrong. I like the ideas that they're putting in. Like I I know a lot of people don't exactly like the idea of like government intervention on like the gaming industry, but I've I've kind of been on the opinion of like Well, if it's not getting fixed, then somebody is going to have to do it like and this this clearly hasn't gotten fixed. Right. I've had this same kind of opinion when it came to even um, the ratings board of the ESRB. Right. About like for for example, loot boxes was like a major issue that never even really got. Like we still have today um, very weird rating issues between that. If you guys remember, there was a Peggy three game fifa that had a literal casino in it right that that was a whole mm-hmm. thing that was rated ages like three up right i we I, actually I just
1: talked about that last episode oh, oh did yeah. we
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah well okay. i think it was yeah. uh, the, the biggest thing was like uh with that story was uh peggy and um the american equivalent were like weren't like yeah. c- communicating correctly
2: yes yeah so yeah, i don't know that's... i i'm i'm on board with some amount of government regulation on it personally that's... i i know it sucks but at the same time it's just not getting solved right
0: that's my it's... thing is that like there's regulation already like there there's that are mm-hmm. supposed to be in place that are just they weren't like going through with it like yeah. this should have been like an issue that they, they should have looked at years ago um, yeah, oh, I, yeah i
2: honestly completely agree because this has been going on for a while (laughs) this is not this is not like a recent occurrence
0: yeah to me it just seems like heinous like heinous oversight you know like it it shouldn't have been yeah it just seems like gross negligence really exactly like Like, like, mm -hmm. why why are these these systems in place why are these departments of of the the government there if they're not gonna actually like do anything that they're supposed to be doing
2: No, and honestly, I completely agree. I so yeah, I don't know. I like the ideas here. Don't get me wrong. I've been reading through it. I read through it the other day and I had a couple of questions. I think I got them answered though. Um, but I'm okay with the ideas that are in place here. It's just the matter of are they actually gonna happen or is this just gonna be another thing that carries on for multiple years and nothing occurs? Right? That's that's where I'm at personally. And And honestly, I think probably nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. Right? This isn't the first time and I know this has been talked about multiple times <laughs> when it comes to this sort of thing because I think this exact sort of thing got brought up like even back when I was a co-host like years ago this this sort of thing was brought up and it was like yeah sure they'll do something about it and then nothing happened mm-hmm. so yeah I, I don't know I would Easy like... to sit
3: on your hands when someone's rubbing your feet for you
2: yeah exactly right like the, the argument I, it's not the argument right but like do you really think they're gonna do anything I'm like really <laughs> <laughs> probably not right they probably don't care that much like i don't know man is just, it worth going see... over an entire court issue with apple and android over this sort of thing when you know it's just gonna get long and drawn up and probably not even solved
0: i can just see apple like sending notifications to like different senators and stuff like that but like Hey, if you yeah, if you yeah. want your phone to stay on you better you better vote <laughs> this way You better not you better turn turn the blind eye here yeah we've got your it'll google be search more like history.
3: yeah we've got your google search it'll be more like hey so we were actually looking to make a pretty sizable donation to your super pack uh mm-hmm. but we noticed that uh your uh your last pack was actually a bit of a slush fund kind of interesting (laughs) what did you what did you do here what's this uh where's this private check going (laughs) but no it like in all in all seriousness like this is going to end up being something that would need to be passed probably by a supreme court because i don't think it's going to go anywhere in any other court below that and at this point in time no sitting judge on our supreme court really i think gives two shits about this so (laughs) it's going to continue to probably remain a Uh, a a terrible monopoly, which really sucks for a lot of indie game developers and as well as Mm -hmm. consumers uh, internationally that have to deal with these one of these two marketplaces.
2: Yeah. I I think one of the bigger, like, one of the big points is that, at least when I was reading through this, the very first thing that caught my attention was, in 2021, Biden issued this order. And it's like, we're in 2023, and has anything changed? Like, I don't think so.
1: (laughs) So he ordered the investigation. Sure. Yeah. So this is this is the this is the result of the investigation. This is the report. Okay. So a
3: two-year-long investigation to get to this report. So this is the juice squeezed from the fruit.
0: Yeah. Mm. Kind of
3: yeah. tastes like shit, still though.
0: <laughs> Taxes.
3: That's what they're good yeah. for.
2: Yeah. So it's and like, what he? You... Yeah. It just seems so like so something like this... that's like, that's nice that you know this, but did this take this long to figure out? And right. Is this really where we're leaving it at?
1: (laughs) Especially because a lot of the stuff they covered was Uh also uncovered during a congressional hearing like three years ago. Yeah. That we covered on the show.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I I think, yeah, it was even talked about like, yeah, a lot of this information came from the Epic Games uh, um, court case. And it's like, couldn't have got this sooner. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I don't know. You gotta
0: milk that government grant, my guy.
2: Yeah, I, I would love this to happen. Fuck, they're just be too fucking lazy, dude. <laughs> Let's tell you. <laughs> uh, so, anything
0: else on that? You got anything? No. All right, cool. Uh So we can go ahead and move on to deals uh to snag for the week. And Dachi, cool. what do you got? Man, what do you think I got? I got that
3: Pathfinder <laughs> hookup, baby. Yeah, uh, Humble Bundle yet again doing a massive Pathfinder TTRPG sale. Uh, If you're part of, I don't know, the millions, hopefully, that are jumping ship from uh, WotC, Pathfinder has been doing pretty much everything that anyone should in trying to scoop up uh, uh, potential new players. So if you want to get into something for literally $35, the price of, by the way, like one core rulebook, Uh, in any other core fantasy TTRPG, um, you could instead get like $380 worth of materials. That's books, that's pawns to use on your virtual tabletop. You can also obviously print those out and use them uh, in your in-person games. There's a ton of stuff there, Uh, but this does come with this little caveat here. We are humble bundle... Uh, partners, so by clicking that link that you'll find in the show description, you will, of course, be helping us out a little bit, which is really nice. You know, like you you, you didn't have to do that this close to Valentine's Day, but it's appreciated.
0: Help manachi buy a set of roses. Danny, yeah. what do you got, <laughs> baby?
1: Okay, so I saw this on. I thought it was pretty neat. It's a no-screw under-desk basket for cable management. So if you're someone who doesn't like, like rat's nest under your desk, this is perfect. 18 bucks on Amazon. Fantastic.
2: Nice. Right on, dude. And did you
0: have anything that you, uh, you you wanted to scoop up?
2: Okay. 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 So here's the issue, right? I couldn't find a deal. But I do have a game to recommend, and it's on a service that I think is good, right? I recommend Game Pass to most people. I just in general, I think it's a really good way to save money instead of just shelling out like 60 bucks to play whatever new game, right? I've been playing Yakuza 0 recently, and oh, oh my god, that baby. game is so underrated. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I hope you keep my playing. Mind. Yeah, I'm all the way on uh, the, what is it, Kwame 2? I'm already three games. Okay. Z, and I've been Hell enjoying Hell yeah. But but yeah, Yakuza 0 is super underrated. Apparently, it's actually a really popular game um, in more like Asian regions um, and not that popular in Western culture. I heavily recommend it. It's way better than it has any right to be. It really caught me off guard. Um, I expected it to be very similar to like GTA, and I have never been more wrong about a video game in my life. (laughs) I I was like, oh, yeah, this is probably just gonna be like a whatever game that I'm not gonna care that much about. I, re- like, I genuinely wish that I played this game so much sooner. I think it's that good. I think it's really, really solid. I definitely recommend it. I think a majority of the entire series is all on the Game Pass as well. So while I might not have like a game deal, I do recommend at least getting Game Pass. If you already have Game Pass, try that game. You might You might like it way more than you'd ever expect to. I
0: Technically... went into
2: it thinking I wasn't going to like it. <laughs>
0: Technically, it is a game deal because, like, especially if you don't have Game Pass, they uh, always do like the first month for a dollar.
2: They do. Always. As a matter of fact, that's actually a great point. I think on Discord, I think I got two months for pre for uh, Xbox yep. Game Pass Nitro. PC. I do. Well, that's yeah, what I was going to say if too. You have Discord Nitro.
0: That's what I was going to say too. Is that like a lot of? There's a lot of times where you'll find like a two or three month thing, um, mm-hmm. f- for Game Pass for like a, a dollar or even free for three months you know like uh, i know Crunchyroll was doing it for like the first three months free uh yeah. for, for the longest time where you can just get that coupon and, and and run uh game pass for three months um and even like if you want to try the ultimate version which i mean if you're just doing pc you don't really need um but that that's usually a dollar too so like if you if you have like you want to try the cloud gaming uh service and have game pass the ult- the ultimate is there as well. So I mean it's not a bad deal. I think I would yeah. constitute that as a deal to snag.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's so worth playing. I it was like it's one of the few games that I'm like really disappointed in myself that I was like, "Oh yeah, it's probably not that good." Like I think I saw it along with like it's one of those games that you see a lot but nobody talks about, and because nobody talks about it, you you think it's not going to be that great. Like, you're like, oh, okay, nobody really talks about it, so nobody must care. And I have never been more wrong in my life. That game is so good. Like, surprisingly good. So, yeah, heavily recommend trying it, looking into it at least. You'll you'll definitely be caught off guard by what kind of game it is. It is not the game that you think it is. Like, you you realize, like, 30 minutes in, like, oh, I signed up for something completely different, and I'm for it. I'm completely for it. So, yeah, that's that's my recommendation. Personally. Oh, yeah, man. I yeah. love
3: Yakuza, uh Everyone needs it brightens my day every time someone else decided to check out Kiryu Kazuma and uh, deal with Majima's
2: wild nonsense. I swear um, to God, Majima is a great okay. character. It caught me off guard. I initially was like, I don't really care about him. And then I was like, this is my favorite character.
3: <laughs> yeah. And if this you want to do an extra best.
2: deep dive extra deep dive
3: go mm-hmm. check out the Takashi Mike take on the yakuza movie yeah. he made a movie
2: oh this, my
3: god it's insane and majima is like what if we just plucked majima out of the game and put him on a movie screen it's insane <laughs> it is insane it is awesome but yeah oh that's man. a phenomenal phenomenal
2: uh ask there just please go play yakuza you'll it's love it it's so good it's so much better than i thought it would be but yeah, that's that's my take. That's that's me. <laughs>
0: All right, and then uh, for my deal to snag this week, um, Blasphemous is currently on sale right now. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what Blasphemous is, it's like a uh, it's a imagine a Soulsborne aesthetic, but like mm-hmm. an action platformer hack and slash game. It's it's very interesting. Has a very uh, uh, unique uh, like art style and stuff like that for. You know, being a, a side-scrolling, uh, well, I wouldn't say side, it's not a side-scroller, but, uh, you know, a platformer, 2D platformer. Um, So, it's uh, on sale for 75% off. It's $6.24 on Steam, and that sale goes until February 13th.
2: Two so. things about it. One, the art is absolutely gorgeous. I'm looking at it right Stunning. now. Um, It is insanely good. And two, they actually have a demo. you could try the demo for free if you want and i I always give big props to games that give demos because it feels like a lot of respect to the consumer to be like yeah you know what you could try it if you want if you don't like it that's fine it's cool Uh, it looks really good though
0: i've seen people play it um i've I've been meaning to pick it up and this might be the deal that actually gets me to uh uh, pull the trigger on it i've seen a lot of people play it though um Mm -hmm. and it is aggressively uh i wouldn't say it's like Completely souls like, uh, in terms sure. of difficulty, but it's it's up there, especially for a platformer game. So, yeah, I, it's a Metroidvania, s- mm-hmm.
2: yeah. For some reason, it gives me Ninja Gaiden vibes, and I don't know if I should be getting that vibe, but I am definitely getting that vibe for some reason. <laughs>
0: cool, all right. Uh, does anyone have anything else? Uh, deals that you want to talk about Danny? You good? I'm good, all right. Same. Cool. All right. Um, so. You know, rounding out, uh, Ren, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you.
2: Of course. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys.
0: For anyone who missed it at the beginning of the show, uh, tell us who you are, what you do, where we can find you. Go.
2: Yeah, Hit for it. sure. So... Hi, I'm Ren. I'm bad at games. I I play all sorts of things. Uh, I do achievement hunting. I play games that are really hard um, just to torture myself. It's a whole thing. Uh, You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions. I'm currently playing through Dead Space right now. I'm trying to get all the achievements in it. I've already beaten one run. I still have to beat the game on hard mode with just the beginner weapon. And then I have to beat the game on the hardest difficulty. So that's what I have left. Uh, but, uh, But yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Good times.
0: We always appreciate having you on, baby boy. Uh, mendachi. It mendachi what do you got going on this week uh, I will be staring at pictures of
3: Majima hiding behind <laughs> things for probably the next three hours uh, but uh, after that I will probably uh, go back to uh, my playthrough of Dead Space Remake otherwise I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy 14 and at some point this week I have to sneak in some time To get in with our buddy Indie Falco 64 to check out Dark and Darker so I can see if I actually like medieval Tarkov or not. Uh but yeah, you can find out what I'm up to on Twitter at only Mendacci, M-E-N-D-A-C-I-I, and of course twitch.tv backslash mendachi. Spelt the same way, of course.
0: Cool. Uh Danny, what do you got going on, baby boy? Uh,
3: not much. Just follow me on
1: Twitter at Danny K
0: i like it sweet simple to the point um <laughs> suffering. suffering suffering pain yeah. um i actually have been off uh, uh i haven't been streaming i haven't i think i haven't i don't think i've streamed yet this year 2023 um uh started the new job and like this week is gonna be pretty busy with the job as well but i'm gonna try to get back into like streaming soon i've changed my, my layout i got a a new desk, um, new monitor stand. So I, I think I'm ready to come back. I might not be. Who knows? We'll see. But, uh, yeah, you can, if I do, um, I'll pop it up on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Greenlee. Um, and also on Twitch, Twitch is twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Um, all the other platforms, Mr. Greenlee, you know where to find me only fans. It's there. It's real. <laughs>
2: it's true. It's out there. Just find it's it out there. No. Hey,
0: um, but yeah, I think that wraps up the show. Uh, does anyone have anything else that they want to say?
3: Nada. I think I mean, I'm good. I mean, no. No. Okay, <laughs> okay all right. All right.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> all right,
0: Uh Thank you for watching and listening. Your time and attention is always appreciated. If you made it this far, be sure to drop us a like and subscribe. And subscribe, That's always appreciated. Don't forget to tell, let us know what your thoughts to any of the topics discussed in, in today's episode in the comments of the YouTube video or tweet at us. And that's uh, at next, PC. but until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fights and we'll see you again next week. Uh, bye. Bye.